you know, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify the spirit realm, amen? And of course, faith is built upon the spirit realm. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of the word of God are things that we can do in the natural realm, like, you know, be kind. Well, you know, you kind of fake being kind, even if you don't mean it from the inside, you can still have the appearance of being kind. And, uh, and so a lot of times in the church, we train ourselves and practice on how to have the appearance of being a Christian and some of that's not necessarily bad. It's just, you know, kind of uh, tradition and, and um, um, you know, uh, learn it by experience and things like that. But then there, are, then there are other aspects of Christianity, though, that require just kind of pure faith, right? Just like believing God that he's your healer. Um, there's really nothing to do in the natural realm. You know, there may be some minor things that he instructs you to do differently in the natural realm sometimes. But for the most part, if you're going to live in divine health all the days of your life, you really have to lean upon the, the spirit of faith, right, in, in the spirit realm. Uh, and I think that's where the difficulty comes in the church, where we're so used to living in the natural realm that we, we, we have a hard time getting over in the spirit realm. Uh, but, you know, and of course, this is a little bit of my opinion, but if you go back all the way to the book of Genesis with Adam uh, and Adam and Eve, you remember the Bible says that Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Uh, there was a time when the distinction between the natural realm and the spirit realm wasn't nearly as big as it is today, right? In us, in our minds, you know, we're here, spirit realm is way out there somewhere. But you remember Jesus, when he, after he was resurrected from the dead, uh, he had a glorified body. Remember, he'd just walk through the walls, but then he'd sit down and eat dinner with them. And, um, um, you know, he... he moved in and out of the spirit realm but even you know the bible talks about angels how that uh, you know always be hospitable because sometimes you entertain angels unaware you know angels can appear in the natural realm and, and remember that some of the times in the old testament they ate ate uh, food with the people that they were talking to and ministering to uh, and so angels can move freely between the natural realm and spirit realm and uh, jesus did and uh, apparently it seemed like adam had that ability to do that and i suspect that as when time comes to an end of this dispensation that the distinction uh, between the natural realm and the spirit realm will become a lot less because God created both and it it's always seemed odd to me that God would make such a gulf between the two that you know that we're here in the natural realm and the spirit realm is somewhere far away and um, and I know you can get too far into that you know you don't want to get into mysticism and weird things and all of that stuff you know we we avoid all that but uh, but I we are spirit beings. Man is a spirit, right? We are, we are created as spirits by God. Uh, and we have a natural ability to uh, move in the realm of the spirit, to believe things from the spirit realm. Uh, but that natural ability is often clouded by our surroundings that we're so comfortable with in the, in the natural realm. So um, <clears throat> I think part of, uh, part of why the Lord gave us... Um, the uh, being filled with the spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. If nothing else, it, it keeps us connected to the spirit realm uh, because you have to yield to the spirit to speak in other tongues. And I have found that the more that I speak in other tongues and I pray in tongues quite a bit, that uh, my connection to the spirit realm is always stronger, that I just sense the presence of God, sense the spirit of God, sense the move of God. Uh, and so it's always to my advantage to do that. Uh, and uh, I think that the Lord desires us to get to that point. You know, Enoch, I think Enoch kind of got lost in the one side or the other, didn't know how to get back. And uh, I think that's what happened to our friend Enoch there. So 
Uh, but we're here, and amen. And, and the thing I do appreciate about the Word of God is, you know, the Bible says that the Word of God is alive and active. Uh, and um, so it's not just words on a, on a page. And the more that we study the Word of God, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So just studying the Word and being diligent to study the Word, our faith will increase. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, my hope and desire is that all of y'all's faith uh, in the area of healing has increased in the many years that we've done healing school. You know, I know just personally for my personal self that um, uh, my faith in healing has increased in teaching healing school all of these years. And, and um, the further along I go, the, the, the easier it is for me to believe in healing. And if something doesn't straighten up as quickly as maybe I would like it to, I don't get despondent and, and um, you know, quit on my faith. I just keep after it until it, it decides to yield. Amen. Uh, and so and my confidence is that anybody listening to healing school would would always grow in faith, especially as diligent, as faithful as you all have been to come to healing school. Um, I suspect that all of you had have been blessed by uh, increasing in faith and healing. Amen. Uh, and so. Uh, so we, we are here in uh, chapter 10, um, talking about our, our, um, uh, our spring medicine from uh, uh, Dr. Yeomans here. And um, I guess, you know, in, in this, the summary of this, you know, the, the, the majority of the chapter, she talks about her grandmother's elixir that, that she was given, you know, and it was, uh, they called it bitters, right? And we had some fun talking about that last week there. Um, you know, really, the, the issue for me is not so much about um, the natural remedies that she's talking about. Uh, the, the, the really the, the thing that that uh, um, I really take exception with in the whole chapter is she starts with a statement that says God believes in bitters and prescribes them when we need them. Uh, and that's really the exception I take for the whole chapter, because the whole chapter is st coming from a standpoint of not so much that natural remedies are helpful or that, you know, some secret bark, you know, something will, will you know, cure the plague or whatever. It's that sometimes you've got to take bitterness uh, along with the sweet uh, as part of the remedy that God wants, wants to bless you with. Uh, and, but the whole basis of that doctrine is grandma. And grandma is the source of her doctrine. It's not what the word of God says. So she mentions something about John in the book of Revelation, but that had nothing to do with health or healing or anything. It was, it was an allegory about the end of days, right? And so, yeah, proper. Yeah, and, and so, um, I mean, and it's a true statement with what John said about it, but it's got nothing to do with nothing, you know, as far as the context of healing goes. And so you really can't use that. And that was really the only scripture that she gave as a foundation for that. Uh, and, but the rest of it is based upon grandma, right? Uh, and how that, you know, sometimes in order to get well, you've got to take some bitter, bitter pills, right? And um, that, that mentality is pervasive in the church, that you've got to take the good with the bad, and sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, and, you know, sometimes, you know, God puts you through difficult things to teach you and to instruct you, and, uh, and, and you know, I just... I just, uh, the problem I've got it with is there's no foundation for the word of God. I, don't, I, I can believe anything. You give me, you know, four or five Bible, I'll believe anything. You know, if, they, if they're real, if they're in context and, you know, they're, they're aligned, I'll believe anything. But you tell me what grandma did and how that God's going to do it the same way. I just, I, I ain't buying it. 
and I will never buy it. I don't care what grandma said, what do, sister doodad said. You know, it, it just it just doesn't matter. Even if it's good, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then to me, it's it's just it's a waste of good material, good, good printing. Uh, and so I thought it would be helpful just to go through and see what the word says, because she talks about, you know, sometimes you're going to take the bitter with the sweet. Uh, and um, so let's just look at a few verses. Let's see what the word of God says about that. Right. Uh, so let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 16. We'll just look at a few things. And 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 so, you know, the, the way that I overcome grandma's doctrine is I read the word of God. Right. And again, are we mad at grandma? I'm not mad at grandma. You know, praise God. Maybe the, the snake oil did something. I don't know. Uh, and it, but it's not got anything to do to me. It's not got anything to do with the, the snake oil. She was using even the, the grandma's elixir as an allegory that God does the same thing, right? That God gives you bitter along with sweet in order to help you out. Uh, and so Proverbs 16, uh, 24 says, pleasant words are, are, are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Well, that's pretty good, right? Uh, I don't see anything about bitter, bitterness in there at all, do you? Uh, so pleasant words are sweet. And do they provide health? They do, right? Uh, pleasant words would be words that are based upon the word of God. It would be the ultimate pleasant words. Uh, amen. Sweet to the soul. So they affect you in your, in your emotional realm, in your soulless realm, and in your physical body. Uh, and, you know, have you ever noticed how words can affect people and help them and be a blessing to them? Uh, well, that's, that's what that's saying, right? Nothing about the bitterness there at all. Amen. Uh, we're in, in 16. Turn over to chapter 24. Uh, it says here uh, in verse uh, 13. My son, eat thou honey because it is, it is good. And the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then thou sh there shall be a reward. And thy expectation shall not be cut off. So... Here, the the writer is using honey and the honeycomb as uh, a, as a type of the knowledge and wisdom of God, and he's saying that the knowledge and wisdom of God is sweet, just like honey and a honeycomb is sweet. In fact, uh, we had a biscuit uh, uh, for lunch today, and uh, I found some honey, and I put some honey on the biscuit. It was mostly a, a little bit of biscuit with a lot of honey, right? Uh, and so. That's about the right ratio, right? You don't want a little bit of honey and a lot of biscuit. That's too dry, right? If you get a lot of honey and a little bit of biscuit, that's about the right ratio, right? At least uh, I think I was in a minority of that because they all made fun of me, you know, at lunchtime. You know, wow, that's sure a lot of honey you got there. And, well, I got Bible for mine. I don't know what, you know, you eat a little bit of honey, then, you know, then you're going to be limited in your knowledge and wisdom. That's all I got to say about that. It's uh, uh, what what's that? Honey is an antibacterial Yeah. Yeah. Just put that on it. Because honey. If you're on a field, where are you going to get the honey? That have survived from the pyramids. Yeah. They said honey will never go bad. Yeah. Honey and the other one was wheat berries. Yeah. The two things they found in the pyramids, they could still grow the wheat berries. But if, if, if I'm out in the, in the, some, where am I going to get the honey? There's no jars of the little bear jars, you know. I got the little bear jar, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to stick my hand in a, in a, in a, a bee. Yeah. Uh, you know, and of course, uh, we're not going to get too far down the, the path there. But you remember what, what did what did what did the Lord call the promised land? A land that what? Flow with milk and honey. Well, why, so why did he call the land to flow to milk and honey? 
Bueno. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you if you don't know. Then, um, but uh, well, no, he he was he was. Um, uh, if you go over to the New Testament, it says you know that the uh, desire the sincere milk of the word, right? That you may grow thereby. Uh, but then also like these verses here, honey is a type of the word too, right? So, but what what do you not feed babies? You don't feed them honey. Why don't you feed them honey? Because it, 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 there's some enzymes in the honey or, or, or something in the honey that small children, babies are not able to digest. And so you have to wait till they're older to digest it. So the land that flowed with milk and honey was the land that flowed with the word of God, both as, uh, as young babes in the Lord, but also as mature Christians. Then you can get both the honey, both the word that you need to grow, but then also the honey to, to be a strong uh, Christian. Uh, and so... That's free. We don't charge anything for that at all. It's got nothing to do with our, our topic here, but still, it's good, right? So here, you know, honey is good. It's sweet, and it provides wisdom and knowledge, right? Uh, and then uh, let's turn over to Psalm uh, 19. Now, look, it, I mean, if I had found, you know, verses, and I wasn't picking and choosing, I mean, these are the ones that I found, you know, uh, and uh, you could find them same way I found them. You just put a word, a couple words in your computer, and, they, and magic shows up, right? In Psalm 19, it says, um, in verse uh, 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much, uh, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So the, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord, and um, uh, the righteousness of the Lord are sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. So if the honey and the honeycomb, that, that's the measurement, right? So how sweet is that? He, uh, the writer said that the fear of the Lord and judgment of the Lord and righteousness of the Lord are better than that. Uh, no bitterness in here, right? Uh, no, nothing about that, that the statutes of the Lord are sometimes bitter, sometimes sweet. He said they're always sweet. Uh, and, and Christians who think that sometimes the word of God is bitter and sometimes the word of God is sweet, needs to uh, not be in a pulpit, right? They need to listen a little bit more and read what the Word of God says, right? Uh, the Word of God says that these things are sweet, right? They're, they're a blessing to you. And, you know, and no doubt, uh, plenty of people in a church, when you speak the Word of God, will have a negative reaction to the Word. And you should never have a negative reaction to the Word. Uh, you should have a positive reaction to the Word. I understand sometimes the Word of God is used to beat people up, that's an unfortunate uh, uh, use of the word of God. Uh, but, I mean, he's talking about serious things here, right? Uh, the fear of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord, the righteousness of the Lord. These things are serious doctrines of the Lord. Uh, and he calls them sweet, not just sweet, but sweeter than, than honey and sweeter than a honeycomb. So these things are good. So it's not sometimes the word of God is sweet. Sometimes the word of God is bitter, you know, but you got to take the bitter with the sweet, you know. Well, who's that sound like? Well, it sounds like grandma, right? From chapter 10, grandma. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I got nothing against chapter 10, grandma, but she didn't write the word of God, did she? Uh, my Bible says that these serious doctrines of the Lord are sweet. And if they're sweet, then, then, then I'm going to declare that they're sweet. Amen. Uh, let's look at one more here, and then we're going to finish up with that. So one, uh, Psalm 119. In Psalm 119, it says, um, 
Uh, well, let's just start in verse 97. It says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. So these verses are talking about the word of God. Though uh, thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my medication. Uh, I like that one, right? Uh, the Lord's testimonies, his words are our medication. That, and along with some bitters, is great for you, right? Um, no. Uh, medita- medita- oh, you're correct. Your meditation. Um, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refamed my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. And the, he says in verse uh, 103, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So, I mean, all of these things, of course, he finishes up verse 104. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Uh, and, and so, all of it from verse 97 to 104, it's all about the word of God, right? His testimonies, his words, his precepts. Uh, his commandments, his law, all of these are talking about the word of God. And he says that all of these things are sweet. Uh, his word, his word is sweet. And, um, and, and I understand, you know, a lot of times when people read the word, they will get under condemnation uh, and the heart will condemn them. Uh, and of course, we know first John chapter three says that God is greater than our hearts, right? For he knows all things. But uh, if 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 when you read the word of God, you are under condemnation, you should probably check up to see, is there something that you're just in rebellion about in your life that you just won't give it up, you know, because sometimes, uh, and I know that uh, there are plenty of times when, when we'll talk about a doctrine and somebody will believe something completely contrary to the word of God and they'll be mad about it, you know, that the, if you say, hey, well, the word says this, well, I believe it anyway, you know, I believe what I believe anyway, and they'll get mad about it. It's like, well, 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 that doesn't make any sense. You know, why are you mad about it? Why are you bitter about these things? Uh, no, he said that his words are are sweet uh, and sweeter than honey to his mouth, to our to our mouths. Amen. So is the word of God, uh, does, is it sweetness to us? Is it sweet like honey? Is there any bitterness in his words? No, there's no bitterness. In fact, the Hebrew says to to, you know, don't allow the root of bitterness to spring up into you. Right. Which will defile many. Uh, and so uh, you've got to be careful about these things. Right. And so let's just look at one more verse here um, in Pro- back in Proverbs chapter five. So I did, to be honest, I did find one that talks about sweet and bitterness here. And so we'll see what it says, right? Uh, Proverbs chapter five. We'll get over there uh, in, in verse. Uh, <clears throat> let's start in verse one. It says, my son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding. And of course, right before that, we, we had the, the awesome uh, verses in chapter four, right? It talks about how uh, the, the words of the Lord are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Uh, but um, here in chapter five, it says in verse one, my son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ears unto my understanding that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to hell, her steps take hold on hell. 
So this is not a happy verses, right? These are not happy verses. These are talking about the strange woman, right? Uh, and, and so, and, and you can use this both in the natural realm as far as, you know, there are strange women out there. Uh, but, you know, there are also strange men out there who prey upon women as well. Uh, but the context of this is talking about a strange woman who, it sounds good, right? She's singing a great song and a great story. But at the, her end, it says, uh, is bitter as wormwood. So uh, there, there is sweet and bitter there, but the sweetness is a, a mask, right? It's, it's, high, it's deceptive. It's only there to mask what's really there, which is the bitterness of sin. Uh, and so, uh, th- th- and this is the only case I could find like this. Now, there may be some other ones, you know, if we find, find some other cases here, but... Uh, in this context, the only connection where there's bitter and sweet is when there's deception and lies and sin involved. Uh, and that's the truth, right? Because the Bible says that, that, the sin, that there's pleasure of sin for a season. But uh, sin and death always go together, right? So uh, the sin may, you may enjoy the sin for a season, but uh, payday is coming someday and it'll be a payday of bitterness, won't it? Uh, and so... So, you know, just doing a simple search in the word of God and reading what it says about the honeycombs and honey, you know, because I was looking to see is there sometimes when honey is sweet, but then there's also bitter along with it, especially when it comes to the context of the word of God. And that's never the case when it talks about the word of God it's always in a positive light that the word of God is always sweet like honey and sweeter than honey and sweeter than the honeycomb. Uh, And so so, you know, again, this whole chapter of chapter 10 um, and I'm not I'm not mad at, at uh, Dr. Yeomans. Of course, she's in heaven now. And um, uh, when I get to heaven, she'll she will um, thank me for helping her out here. Just chapter 10. Right. Because she's been a big help to us right up to now. And so uh, we're not uh, we're not mad at her. Uh, but um, uh, she's going to apologize about grandma's doctrine here when we get to heaven. there, Right. So um, because what's her what's your scriptural foundation for sweet and bitterness? There is none. Right. So if there's no there's no foundation for for the sweet and bitterness, sometimes you got to take the bitter of the sweet, then we then we don't buy it, right? Sorry, we don't buy it. Uh, but you know that that is a fairly rare um, uh, position to hold. Much much of the church does believe that there's sweet and bitter that you got to take sometimes. You know, if you're going to get healed, sometimes you got to get sick. You know, uh, and so uh, I don't I don't get it. You know, but um, uh, so uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. All the metal puddings. So I became real good friends with her. Well, she knows I'm into miraculous healing. And yeah. All and I think they think I'm sweet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they cornered me at church and said, after Sabbath school, we want to talk to you. And I said, am I in trouble? And they said, no, no, we, we want to ask you something about that faith healing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't give her much time to live. And so they wanted to know the natural remedies I did for cancer. And I said, right. well, you know, I did. I did yeah. baking soda to help alkalize you. And then I, you know, there's another little supplement for, um, to help uh, my immunoglobulins and all that. But I, I was remembered Judy school. And I said, I said, <laughs> but you know, and they said, well, you know, do you think that's a pot- 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and I said, they said, would you do that? And I said, no. I said, I wouldn't. And, and then they said, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I would pray and probably have laying on of hands and anointing mm-hmm. oil. And they're looking, well, we, we know that. We know that. But what would you do, you know? And yeah, said, yeah. And I said, but you don't realize when I was first diagnosed, I was told I was going to die. And yeah. I said, no. And I said, your mother, I know it's going to be hard work. She's probably very elderly. Mm-hmm. I said, she needs to yeah. You know, to the disease, and then start building her faith. Right. And they were just totally confused. And I realized, man, Adam is just so sad about that. We're really yeah. good on natural remedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I and I can see the danger. And it li- it's almost like you're eliminating God. They'll say they have faith in that God gives them faith in the medicine or in the medicine or in the yeah. natural remedy, but not the actual. The supernatural part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of people have faith to believe God that the doctors are do right, you know, or faith that you know the natural remedies will will do what they're supposed to do, uh, and and you know the, I mean that is faith. It can be a certain level of faith, right? Because the Lord has given us all a, a measure of faith, and that faith can grow and increase or stay static and and not grow. Uh, and so some people's faith, the most they can muster, is faith that the doctors will do right or faith that the natural remedies will do their thing because, you know, you take two people, one person, the natural remedies could work, the other person, it may not work, right? And so, you know, believe in God. But I think if they would actually appreciate that by believing that the natural remedies work, that is actual faith. And if they would see it, see that as faith, but see their faith is actually, oftentimes not really that God is going to make the natural remedies work, their faith is in the natural remedies, right? And we, and, and we don't have faith in things, right? We don't have faith in the natural realm, the natural realm is just, it's not alive. I mean, it's alive, but it's not, it's not supernatural. It's just, it is what it is, right? It's either going to work or it's not going to work. Uh, so you shouldn't have, I mean, if you take natural remedies, fine. But don't have faith in that. Have faith that God is going to cause those natural remedies to do what they're supposed to do. And see, then your faith can grow. But if your faith is only in the thing, uh, but, and some people's faith is in people, right? Well, if you'll come and lay hands on me, I'll get healed. Well, then your faith is in me. You, you shouldn't have any faith in me. That would be a waste of good faith, right? You should have faith in the Lord. Amen? Uh, and so. <laughs> oh yeah 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 well uh, of course you know we've been here for a long time now and faith in the word faith in the power of god it, it's just kind of obvious to us having gone through the word as many times as we have um uh, and every now and then you meet somebody that they're christians right and they'll probably go to heaven and and um, i mean we're not, we're not their judge so we're going to assume they will they love god you know they're faithful to the lord they have no concept of, the, of faith in the supernatural power of God. And it seems like such an odd thing that we, we, we serve a supernatural God, and yet we have almost no faith in his supernatural ability. Uh, we have plenty of faith in his. It's almost like he, he created the natural realm, and then he withdrew himself from our lives, and now we are dependent only on what he provided thousands of years ago, and that we have no access to any current power of God. Uh, and... 
It's not unusual, though, right? I mean, it, and, and you say it was the Seventh-day Adventists. It's not Seventh-day That's the church, right? I mean, the... the Steeped right. in, in, Steeped in the mid, yeah. And when I started talking, but you had a Christian doctor who hooked up with you. Yeah, and 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 he was like, that was amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, it, I did not expect that. Yeah. I expected him to kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. Well, I think you know, especially in the medical realm. Uh, I mean, I would think that the more you knew about medicine, the more you'd have to believe in the supernatural power of God because how magnificent the the creation that He gave to us as bodies how amazing it is, right? And how that was not an accident. It wasn't, didn't come by evolution. It came by dictate of, of the word of God, amen, by his speaking it into existence. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I was trained as an engineer, so I can't appreciate the mechanics of how the body functions uh, and how it's, it's a miracle almost unto itself, you know, that uh, uh, how he created it and how it works. And so it's, to me, it's easy to believe that a supernatural God can cause it to work, amen? Uh, and so, uh, but it is, it is uh, I mean, I, I do meet Christians on occasion who are so far removed from the supernatural aspects of God that when you try to talk about it, uh, you know, and that, that reaction is not uncommon that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But we want something, that, we want something that's guaranteed to work, right? We want, you know, natural things, right? Uh, and, you know, and it's sad. To me, it's sad that uh, someone can serve a supernatural, the most powerful being in the world, and not only serve him, but he lives on the inside of them right now. And that life of God that's, that's in, in their, you said their mother, right? Uh, in, their, uh, in his mother. You know, uh, I'm assuming she's a Christian. And, and so right now, the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in her physical body. And the Bible says it's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in her body right now. And that's the most powerful force in all of the universe. And if we could lean to that force, that, that powerful force, of, of the Holy Spirit that resides in us, uh, he says it will quicken your mortal body, right? And make it alive. The word quicken there in Romans 8, 11 means to, to make alive, right? It, it, it dispels death. Uh, but, you, but the only thing that causes that to work is your faith. Your faith is what energizes that power in you to do what it's supposed to do. If you don't believe that it's going to do anything, then it's, it's, it's not empowered to do that. And, and so, and that's really... The limitation is, uh, is uh, the word of God has been here forever, but until we apply faith to it, right? Remember what Hebrews chapter 4 says, that the gospel preached to them uh, did not profit them because they did not mix the word of God with what? Faith. So it didn't say that the word of God was not sufficient. It didn't say that there was not enough word of God that went forth. It says that the word of God was not mixed with the proper faith to cause it to do any profit to them in their life. And that's what uh, where a lot of the church resides is they have an unprofitable word in front of them. It's there. The power is there to do everything to change the world and raise the dead and heal the sick. But until you mix it with faith, it is unprofitable. And that seems like a harsh thing to say about the word. But it's not because the word of God. It's just that it takes two things. Right. Uh, You know, anybody ever use like epoxy? Right. Epoxy comes comes in two tubes. Right. Uh, and one of them is, is you know, uh, whatever it's called. The other one is, you know, whatever they're called, right? But, but uh, what's that? Hardener. hardener. Yeah, there's a hardener and, and um, it's a catalyst, I guess. And one of them is a, is a catalyst. And so uh, until you mix those two, it's just goop, right? I mean, you could put the one side of the stuff on everything and it's just, it, it won't do anything, right? It'll be just sticky and gooey and a big mess. Uh, 
but it does nothing. But as soon as you mix the two, uh, then it'll set up like concrete, right? I mean, it'll be stronger oftentimes than the two things you put together with it, right? And, and the glue would stay longer than the two, would be stronger than the two things that you combine it with. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, but it's necessary, right? The two, the two ingredients are necessary in order for it to be effective and profitable for you. And it's not unlike the word of God, that the word of God, because it's his faith. Didn't he give us our faith? He said he's given to all of us a measure of faith. So it's his faith and it's his word. So it's all of his components, but uh, he needs our will to be involved in that. He needs us to choose to believe. He needs us to choose to believe that he's, that he is a man of his word, that he'll do what he says. Uh, And so uh, at the end of the day, faith is a choice, right? Faith uh, has to have your will involved to look at the word of God and declare that it's so. Amen. Everyone is given the measure of faith, the measure of faith, right? Romans 12, 3. And that's a big difference. Yeah. So that means we all start basically at the same point, but then, you know, sometimes, well, how come they got so much faith? Well, then you look at their life and it's like, okay. They study the word of God. They prayed. They believed the word of God. You know, they did the parts on there to cause their faith to grow. Uh, and that's the thing that, I don't, that a lot of Christians don't, don't appreciate. Of course, you know, in, in our circles, we teach a whole bunch about faith. Because it's the root of everything. I mean, you know, faith is the root and the, uh, the, the beginning of all the blessings of heaven, right? Not just healing, but prosperity and health and soundness of mind and joy and peace and all the fruit of the Spirit. Without faith, uh, in fact, what does uh, Hebrews eleven six say? Without faith, it's what? It's impossible to please God, right? Uh, and so, because it says, uh, for those who come to God must believe that He is... Well, a lot of the church believes that he is, but what's the second part they say? And that he is a what? Rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. So there's, I mean, you could preach on just that one verse for a long time, right? Because, uh, well, you know, I don't have any faith. Well, then you're not pleasing to God. Well, I've got a little bit of faith, but, you know, it doesn't seem to work for me. Well, then you're not diligently seeking him, right? Uh, well, I never get any blessing from the Lord. Well, as he said, he would reward you, didn't it? Doesn't it say that, right? So if you're not getting rewarded, then, 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 you might want to check up on your faith because it's not he rewards you as a sovereign God just because he feels like it. And, and he's just handing out, uh, you know, blessings sovereignly. He's handing out rewards as you choose to believe him. Right. Uh, that's because you've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so. So we are diligently seeking him. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate for grandma that we're not going to uh, go along with her bitter uh, her, her bitter and sweet uh, elixir here. And so we're going to move on from grandma, right? Uh, and so, um, again, if you want to believe in the bitterness and the sweetness of the Lord, that's fine, but you won't find it in the Word of God. Amen. So uh, my preference is always to stay with the Word of God. And, um, and I understand, you know, there are some things that the Lord asks us to do that are sometimes difficult to do. But, you know, to me, that's a whole lot different than, well, sometimes he just puts you through it. God's not putting us through it, you know. Uh, I, uh, to me, I've never understood that whole mentality because we're here on this earth as ambassadors to the Lord, of the Lord, to advance his kingdom. That's why we're here. 
And he's going to train us and teach us how to do our job better every day. He's not in heaven messing with us, right? Hey, let's just, let's just break a leg. Break one of the legs. See what they do, you know. Uh, you remember as kids, and maybe you didn't do it, but you remember we used to torture bugs when we were kids, right? We'd rip off one, one wing on the fly, right, and then watch what happened, you know, and rip off a leg because we were horrible little minions, right, and, on the, uh, growing up. And, and we would do terrible things to these bugs, right? Anybody ever done terrible things to bugs? Yeah, yeah. Really? You're a horrible person. I can't believe that. You know, I'm glad there's no laws about bugs, right? But... Um, but wouldn't we all do stuff like that? Because we're terrible people, right? And of course, nowadays, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go protect something and you know, throw it outside, you know, even a, you know, even like a, uh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, if a, I think I told you about a wasp that was flying around one day, you know, the guy's oh, a wasp, you know, I'm not going to bother it, you know, I mean, it, you know, uh, uh, let it do its thing. Well, I was sitting on a porch outside, right? Just minding my own business, it came up and stung my, my, stung my thumb. And I thought, well, well, that's disrespectful, you know? Uh, and and so it came to a, a swift and flat uh, end of its life there, uh, and it doesn't have any business stinging me. You know, I'm a child of God, and and um, and, and that's the kind of way I, I know. This sounds funny. This is the way I think. You know, I'm at the top of the food chain. You don't even bother me. You know, uh, and so yeah, I think ticks are an aberration from the devil. You know, I don't know, but uh, um, and so um, but. Uh, uh, but people think God's doing the same thing. Hey, let's, let's rip off one of their legs, see what they do. You want to? Let's, let's put them in the microwave, see what happens. You know, you want to? He's not doing that. That's what immature, terrible children do, right? Uh, and uh, God's not doing that. But, but people, plenty of people think God's doing that in heaven, you know, just messing with you, you know. I'm going to give them sickness and just, you know, see if, they, see if they still love me. I would have a hard time loving anybody who gave me the disease, right? Gave me uh, terminal cancer, brain disease, or blood disease. Or it would be really hard to love somebody who did that, right? You know, that, that's uh, um, that's insanity. But plenty of people do. They, they, you know, uh, God believes in bitters and prescribes them to us when we need them. That is not a true statement. That is, there's no. Is that a Bible verse somewhere? Some people think that's scriptural. But that's a made up, right? That's, this, is, this is grandma's doctrine. This is not God's doctrine. Amen? And so uh, let's cast grandma's doctrine aside here. Now, if grandma's doctrine lines up with the, with the Bible, fine, right? But, but uh, God believes in bitters. I just, just that statement right there. Just, you know, uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm thinking about sending a telegram to heaven and say, Dr. Yeomans, girl, what's wrong with you? You know, I mean... Uh, uh, I love the rest of your, your books here so far, right? Uh, and we've only had minor things, but this one I've, I've really had a uh, um, hard time with this particular chapter. Again, what's her foundational scriptures for this, for this statement? There's no foundational Bible for it, so if there's no foundational Bible for it, then it just, it's just hearsay, right? It's got nothing to do with nothing. Uh, she does... She does know it now. I guarantee she knows it now. I mean, I 100%. I'd put all the money ever on, uh, on it right now. She's in heaven going, yeah, I know. Uh, sorry, Pastor. Just, just, I know. When we get to heaven, we'll get it all straightened up, right? You know, and so uh, when we get to heaven, she'll put out version two of the book, and there will be a chapter nine and then chapter 11, right? Uh, and so we're not going to have a chapter 10 someday, right, in, in this book. She's a doctor. I know. Yeah, I know. No, I'm not giving her any credit. I'm not, you know. She's a minister of the gospel. She's got to know better than that, you know. So, um, but, um, 
Because the Lord supernaturally got her off the deathbed, right? Supernaturally, spectacularly got her off the deathbed and showed her his goodness without bitterness. All the bitterness she had was entirely self-afflicted. It, was not, it had nothing to do with God teaching her, God showing her. It, got, it had nothing to do with God. It was all of her own choices. She did it on herself. It was full of bitterness and, and uh, sadness and near death. And the Lord supernaturally, spectacularly, mir- miraculously healed her. And now she's talking about bitters. I mean, it's like, what in the world, you know? I mean, so anyway, uh, uh, I'm a little passionate about that because, because I'm willing to do the work to go find out if this is so or not. How many people read this and go, yeah, bitters, yeah, yeah, that's right, bitters. Dr. Yeoman says bitters. And so, you know, um, uh, to me, it doesn't matter who says it, you know. If Brother Hagin said something, you know, I, I don't care. Some people think I worship Brother Hagin. I don't. But if Brother Hagin says something about the bitters, you know, I'd be like, no, Brother Hagin, no. We're not, we're not, we don't do bitters, you know. It's not, you don't got no Bible for it, so we ain't doing it. Uh, and so, and, it was, and she hadn't got any Bible for it, so. Um, so then she shifts gears to finally to, to some Bible that we can hook up with, right? So let's turn over to Psalm 103. Now, you know, it's funny because she said all these things, and then she says, um, uh, let's look at uh, Psalm 103 and talk about how wonderful God is. Yeah, and, and I love Psalm 103, right? And so Psalm 103, it starts in verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. That statement right there is an amazing statement that we as created beings made out of dust and clay have the capacity and ability to bless God in heaven. How is that possible? By blessing Him with our soul, with, with, our, with our words and our lips, and, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. We can bless His name. We can bless the Lord. We can bless the Lord again. It says in verse 2, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities with bitterness. Uh, he doesn't say that, right? Uh, who healeth all thy diseases. Now, you know, I just love that the Lord is smarter than all of us, right? Because if, if it was you and me writing this, we would put uh, healing from the diseases far away from the iniquity so that we can separate them, right? Because today's church, we separate them. Well, yeah, he does forgive all the diseases, but he doesn't heal all of the diseases, but the, he put them right next to each other, right? Which means what? That they're a package deal. You don't get only uh, forgiveness from your sins or iniquities, forgiving from all your iniquities without also having access to being healed from all of your diseases. He put it together for a reason. He put these things this close together because uh, just like in 1 Peter 2.24, right? That by his stripes we were healed, but it says who his own self gave, uh, 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 took sins. Well, let's just read 1, 1 Peter 2.24. Uh, his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins would live unto righteousness by his stripes we were healed uh, and so first uh, peter two twenty four is also uh, it's not an exact quote of uh, psalm 103 but first peter two twenty four is a similar whose own self uh, bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed well this is Really very similar to Psalm 103, right? Who, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Well, the reason why he forgives all our iniquities, because he bore uh, our sins in his own body on the tree, uh, by whose stripes you were healed. So, uh, and of course, we know that that also goes back to um, uh, Isaiah 53, right? So back to Psalm 103, so who forgiveth all thy iniquities? And everybody, oh yeah, he for, oh yeah, all my iniquities. He forgives all my iniquities. What does he heal you? No, he doesn't heal my diseases. But it, but it says right there, right? Uh, and, 
you know, when, when I first got saved and started finding out that God does all these things, you know, I didn't know anything. And so when they said that God heals, I'm, okay, well, that sounds good to me. Uh, and as I went along, you know, even though I, I had the knowledge that he did those things long before I had the word, the foundation of the word, as I grew in the Lord, I, I found that, that the foundation of the things they told me about healing and prosperity and deliverance and forgiveness, uh, that it was all so because it was all from the word of God. Uh, and it, was, it wasn't until years later that I started meeting other people from other groups of the church, not just our local church, but other people in the church as a whole who didn't believe things. And, 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 and you know, it was really odd to me to meet people who didn't believe things in the word. You know, and even today, it's still, it's really odd to me that, uh, that you can read Psalm 103 and not believe in healing. How could you, how could you, I, and I, I know why, but I mean, it's still, it's still, okay, I understand why, but I don't understand. I know that you don't, but I just, I don't get it. I don't get why the word of God cannot move our faith to believe it. Amen. When, when the word of God is very, who forgiveth all our, our iniquities. Well, all means what? All. Is there any sin that God will not forgive you for? It's all, right? Uh, well, then if it's all iniquities, then it's also how many diseases? Healeth thee from all that is. And the word healeth there is Rapha, right? It's, it's God as your physician, right? I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord thy surgeon. Uh, I am the Lord uh, thy doctor, thy physician. All your diseases. So what's left out? Well, the only thing that's left out of there is the bitterness that you've got to go through sometimes, right? Is that in there? It's not in there, right? It's, it's not in there at all. Uh, and so uh, if, he, if he is the God who still forgives all your iniquities, he is still the God who heals all your diseases. He hasn't changed. Uh, this is Old Testament. This is before the stripes of Jesus. This is before the prophecies of Isaiah 53 came to pass. Uh, because... To the nation of Israel, he was, he was still their physician. He never stopped being their physician, even though they stopped allowing him to be their physician. He never stopped being their physician. Uh, and so, uh, and of course, he continues on, who, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, you know, you're just getting older, you know. It starts getting worse. The older you get, the worse it is, right? Well, how is that? How does that line up with thy youth is renewed like the eagles? You know, that, that's, uh, um, you know, the story goes about eagles that, that they, as they get older, their beak, you know, keeps on growing. And, and, and so at some point in time, they will go off somewhere and they'll take that beak and they'll, they'll, they'll uh, uh, smash it up against a stone until the beak falls off because a new one will grow behind it. Because uh, it gets, you know, it gets from all the use and wear and tear, it'll get chips in it and it'll, um, start growing and be out of out of balance, whatever you know, whatever the cause that they, they need to do that, and, and they'll get a renewed, they'll get a whole renewed beak, and and it'll um, uh, it'll be strong like like it was when they were young, uh, and and so if this verse is so, then then we can apply faith to this verse that this verse verse works in our life, amen. But if our words are always uh, in um, uh, conflict with the word of God, the Lord will always yield to your words. So if your words are, yeah, it's getting older. Yeah. You know, just you know, things just stop, stop working as much when you get older, right? You just wait. Uh, and it wasn't uh, a week or two ago. Someone said, yep, uh, um, Chip, you just wait till you get older. 
you know, it's, it'll all start falling off, you know. And then, uh, and then someone else chimed in, yep, you're, you're, they're right, you know. And, and I just looked at him and said, nope. And I went on. You know, I'm not, you know, if my youth is renewed like the eagles, that's what the word says. Amen. It doesn't say thy youth is renewed like the eagles until bitterness shows up. And then if you got bitterness, then, you know, it's just sometimes it's your lot life to bear. Right. Sometimes it's just, you know, you just have. Now, I understand that, you know, because we live in the natural world that, you know, some people's bodies are just naturally more healthy than others. You ever notice that some people just naturally with, you know, left left exactly the same. Some people are just naturally more healthy than others, right? Just like naturally some people are more intelligent than others. Naturally some people are more gifted than others. Uh, and it's just, that's the natural realm, right? That's the, the deck of hands we were dealt with by the natural world. Uh, but the whole purpose of faith is, the, is to change the natural world, to line it up with the spirit world, to line it up with the word of God. Uh, and if your body is naturally more healthy than others, then you won't have to apply as much faith for Health, maybe, but you might need to apply more faith to, say, uh, soundness of mind uh, or to to um, joy and peace or to, you know, some other aspect of Christianity that you might need to apply faith there over there more than uh, than you do over here. Some people, you know, they're gifted to to make money and others, some people, they just apply faith every day just to get a nickel. Uh, and, and that's that's kind of the 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 position that we're in. So then we have to take faith. We're all given uh, the measure of faith in which can grow. Then we can take that faith and we can fix and shore up the areas that are weaker by the natural world. Uh, and and so, uh, and that's fine. That's that's kind of normal. That's part of the deal, right? Some people, like I said, are just more healthy than others. Uh, and, and, but then there are people that are sickly all the time, right? That that uh, and there's been more more than one uh, case where I've seen and and uh, the Lord would show me that. That person has, uh, Jesus calls it a spirit of infirmity. You know, you've got specific spirits that may be assigned to some particular disease, right? Um, but then sometimes there's just a, a specific spirit that just makes you sickly all the time, right? Just every, you're just not healthy, not a healthy person. And that's different than, say, you know, uh, uh, I always called it somebody getting a Monday body, right? It's like getting a Monday car. You don't want a car made on a Monday, right? Because... All the mechanics came off on the bender on the weekend, right? And they're putting screws on backwards and, you know, putting duct tape on the wrong way. And, you know, you don't want a car made, you don't want a car made like on a good Wednesday, right? Because you don't want Friday because they're in a hurry to get out. So they're going to leave off a few things, right? Monday, they don't even know what they're doing, so they're putting it on backwards. But Wednesday, good Wednesday car, right? What day of the week was this car made? And, and so sometimes people, it seems like they get a Monday body, right? It's just like, like, well, you know, they just need, they, they have to apply more faith. That's, that's, God didn't do that, right? God gave you a spirit, but your body was created by the DNA of your parents. And, and so whatever uh, uh, left unchecked, whatever uh, inheritance that they gave you, then you have to take your faith and apply it to that particular uh, body that you were given. Someday we'll get a glorified body and we won't have any, any errors in our DNA. But, you know, some people, that, just like with, with me, for my family, my dad died of heart disease. And because he died of heart disease, um, my insurance won't let me have the best quality insurance, right? Because I get life insurance and they say, well, how old was your dad when he died? I said, well, 58 years old. Up, oh, too bad. <laughs> then we can get you at a B plus life insurance. Well, you, you can't give me an A. Nope. Well, I don't smoke, drink or cuss or, you know, I do a cookie every now and then, right? But, you know, um, I don't do any of those other things. And sorry, your dad died of heart disease. You're a B plus, the best you can do, right? 
Uh, and I said, well, you know, and, I, and my insurance agent, you know, he, he's a good Christian, spirit-filled Christian. I said, well, you know, I'm not going to die on 58. He goes, well, I know, you're just a number, though. You know, you just, you're a number on a spreadsheet. We don't care. Uh, and so, um, uh, and because they can't change it, right? They don't know. They don't know nothing about faith, right? I'm just a number. Uh, but so, so that was the hand that I was dealt with, right? Oh, my dad had heart disease, you know. But I speak to my heart, you know, every now and then. Heart, you're going to be with me to the end. You know, you're not checking out early, right? We're, we're in this together. Uh, and so, uh, and I'm not afraid of it at all, uh, but I've heard people in my family, uh, you know, because my, my oldest brother, he died of a heart attack. Of course, he was 70 when he died. Um, and, and so, um, but I'm, I'm the youngest of 11. If 10 out of 11 die of heart disease, one will not, right? I'm not dying of heart disease. And so I'll die when it's time for me to go. And then if they want to mark whatever they want to mark on the, on the, on the sheet at the end of the day, fine. But um, so... Uh, because he said that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Is that true? Well, then, then why do we negate that with our words every day? Ah, oh, you just wait, you know. It's just, oh, you know, here's another year, you know. Oh, you, got, you had a birthday? Oh, yeah, it's about to, you know. I mean, my doctor, even my doctor, you know, he, he you know, get, ask me all these questions, you know. Well, what about the, you, you sleeping good? Oh, yeah, every night. Well, what about that? Oh, I'm doing good today. What, what about this? Oh, that's fine. He goes, well, you just wait. It's coming eventually. Yeah, and and um, I mean, he just he was almost mad about it that, you know, what, what he didn't say, are you on any prescription medication? He said, what prescription medication are you on? I said, well, I'm not on any. Well, why not? Well, I don't need any. I'm not, you know, not trying to not take it. You know, I just don't need any medicine. Well, you will someday. And, and, and I mean, it's just uh, he's the same one who said that I was disgustingly healthy. Uh, and so. Uh, and and so uh, but my youth is renewed like the is, is this true this is a true verse now this verse is is completely unprofitable until i apply faith to it right it has no value if it's unprofitable means it's of zero value right uh it's of zero value until i apply faith to it so that's the prescription medication that hebrews gave to us that you have to take the word of god and mix it with faith now, faith is your responsibility. It's not, you know, God gave it to you, but it's still, he gave you the tools, but you've got to pick them up and use them. Well, I'm really uncomfortable with that, you know. Uh, it, it, well, you know, then, then, then you'll have to either ask the Lord for a different thing. Well, Lord, can you give me a special deal where I don't have to use faith? It's not going to happen, but you could ask, I suppose, um, or you can apply faith. You know, faith is not that hard. Faith is, do you believe that, do you believe that your youth is renewed like the eagle's? You believe that your youth can be renewed like the eagles, right? At least get to that point. Um, uh, and, and if you believe that, if, if, you know, was the Lord just taking up space here? He wasn't taking up space. He, he was really, he really meant to say that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Uh, and and, and I, I believe one of the greatest uh, people in the Old Testament was, was Moses. You know, that he walked closer with God than just about any other prophet of the Old Testament. And he lived a healthy life all the days of his life, right? I mean, he, on the day that uh, the Bible said that his his, um, his eyes were not dim and his natural force was not abated. And he was 120 when he died. Uh, and, and I think he, was, he did that as an example for us. And he only died because of his own sin, right? I mean, he could have actually lived longer than that as far as I could tell. Because uh, the Lord said the reason why he was dying is because he got out of, he got out of, uh, out of the will of God. Uh, and so, is Psalm 103 so? Is it so that, that uh, he, uh, 
he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles? Is that so? Uh, it is so, right? Uh, and and it, it will be so if we choose to believe it, amen, if we choose to mix with faith. So, you know, in all of these things, um, uh, we, we have to be careful. I mean, super diligent about not mixing philosophy with the word of God and not mixing, you know, whatever shortcomings that you're experiencing in your life. Just like I said, sometimes people have got a body that just seems to be more susceptible to sickness than other people, naturally speaking, right? So if that's the case, then we shore that weakness up with faith. Uh, other people, you know, they just don't have to apply faith. It's not that they're bad or good or different. It's not that they're better or God loves them more. It's just that's the hand they were dealt with to them. Amen. And so then we take this hand that's dealt to us and then we cause it to change to line up with the word of God by faith. Uh, but what I don't want to do is look out in the world and look out in my experiences and your experiences and say, yeah, that's God does that sometimes. You know, sometimes God will just cause you to lose an arm because, you know, uh, who needs two of them, right? That's, that's you know, that's kind of redundant. So, uh, but they'll come up with philosophies, you know, and, and a lot of, I mean, and it's not just people outside of the faith movement, outside the, the people inside the faith movement, the charismatic movement, the Pentecostal movement will say crazy. I mean, this is uh, Lillian B. Yeoman. And she said that sometimes God, you know, uh, I, I wrote, God believes in bitters. I mean, just Dr. Yeomans. Wow. I mean, just, no, he does not. Uh, not from what we read. I mean, didn't we read a bunch of scriptures about that? Anything in there says he believes in bitters? Nothing we've said, he believes in bitters. He said he, he renews your youth like the eagles. He, he healeth all your diseases, except for the ones that can't be done except with bitters. It, that doesn't say that, does it? Uh, and so be really careful uh, when, when people from behind the pulpit say things that are, are philosophy, not word, but philosophy. Well, you know, when we all grew up, you know, it's just the way it was, right? And, and, um, uh, and you know, you, you just had to suffer sometimes. And that's the way it is when you become a Christian, too. Sometimes you just got to suffer, right? And you got to go without and be hungry sometimes. And that's just, the, that's part of life. That's just part of, of your experience on this earth. And no, that's, that's just all philosophy. That's not what the Word of God says. Didn't David say, I was young and now I'm old and I've, I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread? Isn't that what David said? Isn't that what the Word of God says? What the Word of God says, then that's what I believe. It doesn't matter how I was raised and, you know, how I was raised, you know, pack of wolves and all that stuff. But, but um, uh, you know, all that stuff's behind me. All those are great stories, right? Being, un, being terrible to bugs and, and things, you know. Uh, but I don't do that anymore. Uh, I, I moved on from all that, you know. And thank God for that. What's that? Yeah. That's intense right there, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, that might be, you know, I mean, ticks are, 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 I'm pretty sure ticks came from the laboratory of the devil somewhere, right? Um, And so, um, but, you know, ticks don't have any business on on us, you know, we're children of God, amen? Uh, They won't be, there won't be ticks in heaven, right? And so, uh, and, you know, uh, we don't know where they came from, we don't really care, you know, uh, my guess is since there's sin in the world that things were corrupted because of that, and so... um, but praise God. Amen. So we're going to move on from the bitters, right? Uh, and uh, is it so because Dr. Yeomans said it was so? Not, are we mad at Dr. Yeomans? No, we're not mad at her. Uh, Brother Hagen, the way he always said it is eat the, eat the hay and leave the sticks. Right? If you put a big bunch of uh, uh, grass in front of a cow, 
uh, that cow will go eat that big bunch of hay. And what you'll see behind is a few sticks that they, you know, they won't eat it. If they get it, they put that, they'll spit it back out and keep on going with the hay. So they won't leave. Well, I ain't eating that. They'll eat all the hay, all the good stuff, and they'll spit out the sticks, right? And so we're going to eat all the good stuff from Dr. Yeomans, and we'll leave out chapter 10. Uh, and so, because the next, next chapter is he gives his beloved sleep, and I love that, you know. Uh, and so, uh, so uh, uh, because of chapter 10, we only, uh, the best I could do is find one, one question for chapter 10, right? And I really had to pull that one out, of, you know, had to really work on that one. But um, it, the only question is, in the list of benefits... Uh, from Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, how many would be considered items of bitterness? That would be zero, right? There are none of them, right? That would be none. Um, and so, uh, again, we're not mad at nobody, but um, I don't care who says it. If it's not the Word of God, we're moving on. Amen? Uh, and so we'll pick up chapter 11 next week. Amen? And um, get something that we can actually hook up with. Amen? Uh, so the Lord is good. All is well. Amen? So let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the blessings of heaven. And, Father, we do thank you that your word is sweet to us, Father, sweeter than honey and, and sweeter than a honeycomb. Your word, your judgments, your, 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 uh, your law, Father, are blessings to us. And we thank you for that. And, Father, we believe your word, that if you said that you renew our youth like the eagles, Father, then, then our youth is renewed like the eagles. You said it, Father. But until we mix it with faith, it is of zero profit to us. So, Father, we believe. We believe that our youth is renewed like the eagles. We believe, Father, that all of our iniquities are forgiven. We believe that all of our sicknesses and diseases are healed. Father, we choose to believe. It's an act of our faith. It's an act of our will. It's so. It's so, Father, because you said it's so. And so, Father, we take your word and we mix it with our faith. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? Uh, how much profit is the word of God without faith? Zero profit. And that, that explains the whole situation then of the church, right? Why some people are very successful in, in things of God. Some people are not very successful at all in the things of God. Uh, and, you know, it's not our job to judge people and we're not uh, trying to be unkind towards people, but it's really a pretty simple thing. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe it's so? Uh, and what is your faith? What is your faith in? Is it in people? You know, make sure that your faith is never in people. Amen. Always make sure that's in, in the power of God. Uh, and so well, let's get ready to receive uh, this afternoon's offering. And um, uh, I think I mentioned this morning, Brother Randy be with us here in a few weeks. So um, I think it's three weeks from today. The fact that he'll be here with us. So looking forward to seeing him and he'll do uh, the Sunday morning service and healing school. Amen. Uh, and so come ahead, Mr. Jared. And Chris is actually not here. Most of you know she is uh, on her way to Denver. Uh, and so fortunately, it's going to be nice and warm in Denver this week, at least for Denver anyway. It's going to be in the 50s and 60s, which is pretty nice for Denver this time of year. Uh, I think last week it was in the 20s and 30s. So they're looking forward to 50s and 60s there. And I think I went with her maybe last year, the year before that, uh, on the same trip to Denver. And when we were there, it was like four or five inches of snow everywhere. And uh, it was great to be out there. So, uh, but she'll be back uh, uh, on um, Friday. So she'll be back with us on Friday. So, so pray for me. Don't pray for her. She's gonna be staying at a nice four-star hotel, room service, everything like that. I need prayer, right? She's gonna have it easy out there. People taking care of her, waiting on her, hand and foot. You know, me and uh, 
Yeah, me, me and Jared are going to be suffering all week, you know, without Chris around. So anyway, praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week. Lord, you're dismissed.